everybody, and welcome to the 1853 podcast of Monmouth College. I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing, and this is the 1853 podcast, a weekly program in which we tell you about the people, events, programs, and history that make Monmouth an outstanding National Liberal Arts College. And we try to get it done in about 18 minutes and 53 seconds. In this 23rd edition of the 1853 podcast of Monmouth's 2017-18 school year, we'll meet Monmouth alumnus and artist Dusty Scott. Dusty has just installed three stunning works of art in the main concourse of the Huff Athletic Center. We'll also chat with softball coach John Goddard. His Fighting Scots opened their 2018 season this week down in Florida, and John will give us a preview of the team. We'll also hear from Monmouth sophomore Hadley Smith-Heisler. She's been selected to participate in a very prestigious summer program at Mount Vernon, Virginia. This is the Monmouth College 1853 podcast, and I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. Before we chat with this week's guest, a reminder that this week is spring break at Monmouth College, so it's fairly quiet around campus this week. Although most faculty and students are gone for the week, Monmouth offices are open as staff are still on campus. Of course, once all of the students and faculty return next week, the Monmouth community will begin a nine-week sprint toward commencement, and that will be held on May 13. In the meantime, we have another production by Mama's Outstanding Theater Department on the Horizon, Scholars Day, Scott's Day of Giving, an inaugural science symposium, several campus speakers, and of course, spring sports. It should be quite the second half of the spring semester at the college. If you have been over recently to the Huff Athletic Center or checked out the college's website, which of course is at monmouthcollege.edu, you've no doubt seen or read about three new paintings that have been installed in the building's main concourse. The three incredible paintings, which include an aerial view of the campus and two portraits of members of the Pipe Band, were created by 2003 Monmouth alumnus and professional artist Dusty Scott, who lives in nearby Galesburg. Together, the paintings do a great job capturing the Scott spirit that helps define what makes Mammoth such a special college. Dusty says he was inspired to create the two paintings of the pipe band members because bagpipes and drums are indelibly connected to the Mammoth College experience. Um, you know, mascots change over time and different things, but you know, the fact that we're Mammoth Fighting Scots, I think, you know, will always be something that resonates, and the bagpipers will always be something. And you know, um, my wife and I had bagpipers at our wedding. You know, and and. Uh, not necessarily identifying with any history that would have incorporated that other than the fact of Monmouth College. So wherever I'm at and I hear bagpipers, it immediately, you know, links me back. And, you know, that, that march of the drum and the bagpipers, you know, just still sends chills, you know, um, uh, through me that, uh, you know, and makes me fond of that time uh, when I was here. And, and it just gets me to relive that. And I wanted to give that feeling and um, through the, the, the paintings that I painted. So that way, uh, even if you couldn't hear it at the time, um, or, you, you know, even just by seeing it, you could kind of hear it in a way. Dusty says that 
The painting of the aerial view of campus was both to mark a moment in Monmouth's rich history, while also reminding those who've been associated with the college for quite some time about how much the college has grown over the last several decades. The transformation this campus has gone through in the time that I was here, um, which would have been like 99, 2003, um, is just unbelievable. I mean, the campus is so gorgeous and so pretty. And, you know, um, people ask, well, you know, sometimes they'll ask me, well, why'd you want to go to a, you know, a smaller school in a, in a, you know, a smaller town? And it's just like, well, you clearly haven't ever been there because it's it's beautiful. You know, the, the, the turn of the leaves. Um, the maple leaves, the, the beautiful colors, and the way campus is um, laid out, and uh, it's just, you know, and the other thing is, is uh, you know, I've been to a lot of bigger schools, but, you know, here, at any given place that I was at, I had 50 of my closest friends at any given time, you know, by me, and it just is a, a memory that I just hold you know, so dear, and uh, and I think the the view of the campus. I mean, when I see those buildings and I see different things, it just brings me back. And you know, there's there's old and new buildings, and of course, campus will change as well. But uh, but even if this you know in the future becomes an old vision of what campus used to look like, there'll be people that are nostalgic about how it looked when they were here. And there's buildings that are on this um, painting that uh, that I'm fond of. And if if the college sees that you know, their time has passed in the future, um, there'll still be people that want to hold on to those memories, you know. Dusty explains that art is more than a chosen profession for him. Rather, it's part of his identity. Um, I paint three to four hours a day, um, every day, and that includes Saturdays, Sundays, Mondays. Um, and I mean, occasionally it's two hours, but uh, but with the support of my wife, and it, it's, it's, a, it's a desire inside of me that I can't... Um, toned down. I mean, it's, it's, if I'm not painting, I'm sketching and I'm, I'm drawing out ideas. And, uh, so as far as like, it's not really a choice for me. Um, and you know, and, and for me, I'm not just in love with the summit, like I'm in love with the climb. And so, uh, you know, it, I think a lot of times, um, people, you know, like the idea of something, but they don't like the, the, the hard roads in order to get there. And for me, you know, I love it all. And, uh, you know, and as far as art goes, I mean, um, I think without, without art and without, uh, without people being different and without, um, then, you know, think of how uh, plain of a world we'd live in, you know, and how uninteresting things would be, you know, without amazing literature. And, and I mean, it just doesn't have to be the visual arts. It could be so many things like music and um, without those, th I mean, that's what makes life exciting. It would be an understatement to say that Mammoth has played a big part in Dusty's life. He met his wife, Autumn, a 2004 Monmouth graduate while at the college, and their daughter, Lucy, even contributed to his paintings that now hang in the Huff Athletic Center. Uh, Monmouth's been a love of ours through the time, and also behind each one of these paintings, my daughter has her handprints, um, and there's pictures of me with my daughter while I'm working on these paintings. Um, so hopefully someday if she chooses to go here and... and uh, then uh, she'll know if these paintings are still around that uh, her hands are uh, already on the paintings and, and, and she's uh, had a, a touch on them um, before she even realized it. Dusty recalls that he didn't plan to be an art major when he enrolled at Monmouth and he didn't even pursue a career in art after he graduated from the college. But eventually the pull of creating art proved to be too great for him. At the time um, when I came here and 
99, I really didn't hadn't anticipated being an art major. Um, at the time, I heard that there was an art scholarship I could apply for. And so uh, with my teacher, Chris Dacalasa from Galesburg High School, I decided to get some work together and submit it for the scholarship. And uh, to my surprise, I, I managed to get the scholarship. I came here and interviewed with uh, W at the time. And... Um, and so then I decided, and you didn't have to major in art uh, with the scholarship, but I decided that, you know, being that, you know, why not while I'm here? So uh, I ended up graduating with art and physical education, and uh, I eventually went on to get my master's in exercise science. Um, after uh, being a personal trainer and fitness instructor for about four or five years, I really missed working with my hands. And uh, throughout the course of that time, um, I, you know, started painting and, and doing some, you know, little projects here and there. And, you know, um, when I was at Monmouth, I was primarily a welding sculptor. Uh, but not being able to take that kind of equipment with me, I ended up, um, you know, kind of starting on, like, just small painting projects just to fulfill that need to want to create. And over time, it's just with the encouragement of family, friends, my wife, Autumn Scott, who graduated in 04, um, you know, that kind of encouragement has just led me to, uh, you know, doing bigger and bigger projects and, and, you know, and my support has grown tremendously and I can't thank people enough for, uh, you know, giving me opportunities like this um, to uh, showcase my work, especially um, at a wonderful place like Monmouth College. That's Monmouth alumnus and local artist Dusty Scott discussing his three paintings that now hang in the concourse of the Huff Athletic Center. To check out Dusty's paintings, check out the link to an album on Flickr. And that link is in the story about Dusty's art, which is on the Monmouth College website at monmouthcollege.edu news. The Monmouth College softball team opened its 2018 season with 12 games on the road. But the team probably didn't mind because all of the games are being played down in Claremont, Florida as part of a special spring break trip. The Fighting Scots opened their season in style with a 13-0 win over the University of Pittsburgh at Greensburg that included a no-hitter thrown by Mama's senior Liz Hippen. Mama softball coach John Goddard says this year's Fighting Scots team should show a lot of power as well as have solid pitching in the circle. It's also a very young team. We have the experience where we need it, which is basically in the circle um, with Liz Hippen and Kaylee Kurtz, um, Zalinda Taylor, who's only a sophomore but was a big contributor last year. And then the rest of the team is basically very young. We got uh, nine freshmen this year. Uh, there's probably be a lot of instances where I have all freshmen on the infield. Um, they are very good, uh, very experienced. Uh, they just need to uh, get the time at a higher level. Outfield is also young. Uh, we only have one senior, Gianna Dreger, who plays center. Um, the rest are either freshmen, sophomores, um, or juniors. Overall, we're young. Uh, we're not necessarily built for speed, uh, but uh, we have 22 girls that can hit the ball pretty hard and pretty far. John says that his team's freshmen will find a different brand of softball than the one they played at the high school level. Physically, there isn't any adjustment. They're probably as strong as they've been in their life um, and best shape they've been in their life. Uh, they're going to find the games a lot faster and uh, more mental 
than it's ever been in their life. The stress isn't on their bodies, it's on it's in their mental game um, that wears them out. So um, the longer they play, the more games they get under their belt, the less of that mental stress they'll start to feel. On offense, John says this year's Fighting Scots softball team will not so much manufacture runs as much as they hope to pound out runs instead. Pretty much we're going to be a doubles Home run, double singles hit, hitting team. Uh, we don't have a lot of people that are going to take a gap shot and turn it into a triple. So uh, we do have some peop- some girls that can run, don't get me wrong, but uh, I'll have to pick and choose my time to pinch run for some of these power hitters um, and don't run myself out of these. There's a, there are times when I could, I'll have DHs sitting on the bench that I can put them in, three of them in a row, and any of them can reach the fence. And John says it's always nice to have experienced pitchers in the circle. Liz Hippen, who's this is her fourth year and holds most of the records here, still has some she needs to uh, surpass, and, and hopefully she'll get that done. But uh, she's our leader in the circle. Um, she's had a great career. She's going to finish it on a great year. Um, I can't say enough about her. Um, good leader, good pitcher good academic student she's going to go far when she leaves here um, and she'll be backed up uh, right now I'd probably, if I had to say I'd say Cassidy Abbott would be my second starter and then I have Zalinda Taylor who is also can be a spot starter very good relief pitcher uh, Kaylee Kurtz who also plays first base one of those power hitters um, can come in in relief um, she's like a middle innings uh, get me two innings um, person and then uh, Stephanie Williams who's from Tremont can she throw strikes so um, she may not strike you out but she's going to keep the ball on this side of the fence and we got the defense that can run it down and throw them out. Defense should also be another strength on this year's Mama softball team. I think my defense could be our strength. Um, we're quick we have people that can play their position, I haven't had to move an outfielder into shortstop for the first time in nine years. Um, I do have three legitimate shortstops. Uh, one of them probably had to move over to third. The other one will be shortstop, possibly move to second. Um, so there's a lot of versatility with these younger girls. John says that the spring break trips can benefit a team in several ways. It uh, gets us some playing time before we come back north to start our conference season. Um, It's a big team bonding experience. Um, It also gets some of the girls haven't been um, down into Florida and and know what it's like to play where it's hot and sunny. This will be just like uh, our tournament. We'll go uh, at the end of the year, provided we make the tournament. Um, we'll go up there and could play three games in two days. Um, this will prepare us for that. You get into the NCA tournaments and your uh, double elimination starting on Wednesday and you're done by Saturday. So you just play and you start playing and you play till you lose two. So this is a good preparation for the postseason because it's just game after game after game. Um, you're mentally, by the time we're done with those 12 games, They won't physically be tired. They'll be mentally tired. They'll be ready to come home and take a rest, not because of their bodies, but because of their minds. That's Mama's softball coach, John Goddard. His Fighting Scots are currently on a 12-game spring break swing through Florida. 
Mama's first home game will be on Thursday, March 22 against Illinois Wesleyan University. First pitch of that doubleheader will be at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. You can follow the Monmouth softball team on Twitter at Scott's Softball. And you can follow the exploits of all Monmouth College athletics teams on Twitter at MC Fighting Scots. Of course, point your browser to MonmouthScots.com. That's your home for all things Fighting Scots related on the World Wide Web. And this is a good point in the podcast to remind you of the multitude of ways in which you can follow Monmouth College throughout the social media spectrum. The college's main Facebook page is facebook.com slash Monmouth College. The college's main Twitter account is at Monmouth. The college is on Instagram at Monmouth College. And if you're on Snapchat, be sure to follow Monmouth on Snapchat at This Is Monmouth. And don't forget to keep checking out Monmouth on Spotify. That's the place on the web where you can jam with the Scots. You're listening to the Monmouth College 1853 podcast, and I'm your host, Dwayne Bonifer, in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. Monmouth College student Hadley Smith-Heisler looks to have a pretty good summer. She's one of 15 U.S. college students who's been invited to participate in the Mount Vernon Leadership Fellows Program, and that's held at George Washington's Mount Vernon home on the Potomac River in Fairfax County, Virginia. The six-week Summer Institute for Rising College Juniors offers unparalleled learning and networking opportunities where students get to discuss leadership through the lens of George Washington's legacy. Hadley, who's from Valley City, North Dakota, says she looks forward to being a leadership fellow, which includes working on a capstone project. Uh, So the capstone project that I proposed was to create a mentorship program uh, between uh, girls in the community, so middle school or high school girls, and then uh, college students here, uh, just to sort of connect the two and do sort of an academic or professional mentorship program. Hadley says she got the idea for her capstone project from an experience that she had as a middle school student. Uh, When I was in middle school, uh, when I lived in Indiana, I went to a STEM mentorship program for middle schoolers, uh, which connected middle school girls from across Indiana to uh, women that are either in the field or were teaching uh, different STEM fields or different STEM topics. And uh, that had a huge impact on me. I'm not in STEM but it was still uh, very empowering to see uh, sort of yourself in those sort of positions of leadership in these fields. So that was cool. Hadley says, of course, it will be exciting to walk the grounds where some of the nation's founders also once strolled. Uh, that's going to be awesome, I'm sure. Um, I actually, when I was interviewing, I talked to um, a, I think he's a grad student that works at Mount Vernon. He was talking about how when you're there, you feel as though time is the only thing that separates you from George Washington and Alexander Hamilton and everything. And I, uh, the history nerd inside of me, was very excited about that. Hadley is a history and French major at Monmouth. After she graduates from the college in 2020, she plans to attend law school, which she says is one logical path for a history major to take. I guess I was talking to someone once, I can't remember, but they had said that law is sort of just a different way of telling history since law is all about precedent and, you know, looking back and researching. And so they said it was uh, sort of just a new way of telling history. Hadley is one of Monmouth's James and Sybil Stockdale fellows. She says that her experience as a Stockdale Fellow helped lead her to the Mount Vernon Leadership Fellows Program. I got to go, so last spring break, so a year year ago uh, from now, uh, I got to go to Washington, D.C. with the Stockdale Fellows Leadership Program for an alternative spring break trip. 
and we served in boys and girls clubs in Washington, D.C. So I guess that actually was part of why I was interested in this Mount Vernon Fellows was having that connection with Washington, D.C., because while I was there, uh, I really, I I kind of felt at home there with, uh, you know, because there's history everywhere and there's politics everywhere and everyone's very sort of actively engaged, I guess, in the community or that's what it seemed like. So uh, I guess that was an impactful experience. In addition to being a double major, Hadley has been very involved in campus life at Monmouth, which she says has greatly enhanced her college experience. Why I chose to come here was because I felt like Monmouth had offered me a lot. They were very upfront about the things that you could get involved with and the things that were offered to students here. Uh, So the Stockdale Fellows Leadership Program was obviously really intriguing. But I've also really enjoyed being a part of Rotaract, for example. I'm president of that club, uh, but we do a lot of service in the community, and so it... uh, has shown me how you can definitely feel at home where you are at college because you are engaged in the community and on campus and have kind of built sort of a family. That's Monmouth sophomore Hadley Smith-Heisler. She's one of 15 U.S. college students who will participate in the Mount Vernon Leadership Fellows Program, which is held at George Washington's Mount Vernon home. To read more about her fellowship, check out the news section of the Monmouth College website, monmouthcollege.edu news. Looking ahead to next week's 1853 podcast, we'll hear what the James and Sybil Stockdale fellows did over their spring break. We'll talk about Mama's Lux Summer Theological Institute for Youth, and we'll check in with the friendly folks over at the Huff Athletic Center to see what's happening in Monmouth College Athletics. And that's going to be a 30 for this 23rd edition of Monmouth College's 1853 podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this program. Tell us what you think by firing off an email to us at news at monmouthcollege.edu and be sure to put podcast in the subject line. Until our next edition, this is Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. Thanks so much for listening. So long, everybody, and have a nice day. 